Hello, and welcome to season three of Thirsty the Podcast. I'm Heather McGee. And I'm Laura Koo. Today we're asking the question, how do we put out the fire in dumpster fire dating? This is season three. It's been a while since we recorded. Usually whenever we feel like we're out of things that we feel excited to talk about, we call it a day on a season, give ourselves a little break, go out and focus on life, doing things. Um, And then we come back usually when we feel like we have more we're ready to talk about and learn and sort through. So now we're back. Yeah, I think our goal is always that this should be fun. So if it doesn't feel like fun, or like you said, we've run out of stuff to say, then we take a nice hiatus. Yeah. And this season, we're actually, we're changing things up a little bit. We have a new format. Um, You know, a year ago, we started this podcast, and we really started telling stories from the beginning of our dating lives after divorce. And so we have a lot of stories to share. Most of our episodes were about particular men. You know, we're both straight, so they were all men, happened to be, uh, of men that we met, men we went out with, men we had relationships with. Um, But things have kind of changed over the last, even a little bit over a year. Both of us have really slowed down on dating, so we felt like it was really time to change the format because it just doesn't match our lives anymore. Yeah, I definitely think... When we started, it was a little bit more heavy on the shenanigans, and neither one of us are really living any shenanigans these days. It's not happening, which I think is also that period of personal growth that has happened over the past year, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think Laura and I have been pretty transparent that our point of view when you're recovering from a divorce, get in there, get messy, sort things out. And quite often that shows up in your dating life, you know, after a marriage, you know, there's a lot of dumpster fire dates. There's a lot of shenanigans, as Laura put it. There's a lot of figuring yourself out, figuring other people out, learning how to date again. So many of us that are dating again for the first time after a marriage, it's been, (laughs) I know for me, I think it'd been about 11 years since I dated and I was in back to back. I was in a three-year relationship right before my marriage. I met my husband two weeks after breaking up with the first one. (laughs) So, you know, it's just kind of what life is and and we've grown, we've changed. And and for most people and Laura and I are no exception, you get tired of the dumpster fires and you grow and what you want changes. And a lot of times that means you date far fewer people. For sure. It does not mean that I haven't been in some odd situations over the past few months, but yes, it's definitely a lot less of why did I do that? Or why am, why did this happen? And more of, oh, I've grown and things are actually pretty great. And I'm making smart choices for myself. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it is. I mean, the dating pool doesn't change. The people that are out there Mm-mm. don't, you know, they're, they're who they are. Um, but I know both Laura and I have worked really hard to evolve, do a lot of learning. And it's kind of funny, like when we started to see it in ourselves, it was interesting because, you know, now I would go on a date and things would happen and with no angst, no issues, I would call it off or I would speak up or I would communicate or I would handle it so much differently than I did two years ago. And it just made dating actually the fun, enjoyable experience it's supposed to be instead of just being shenanigan after shenanigan. Yeah. And I definitely, I think I stopped 
talking myself into dating situations. I'm always really guilty of that. I'm like, well, I'm like the well, maybe person. Well, maybe they'll like, and then you end up on dates with somebody that you've just well, maybe yourself into. <laughs> and I've done a far less well, maybe which means I've had a whole lot of first dates that didn't make it to second dates because I've stopped doing that. Yeah. Cause you're like, I know how I feel. I'm not interested. Bye. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. you know, in the end, really, that is, that is what you should do. Instead of wasting time with someone where you're trying to make it be what you want it to be, happy with who we are, happy in our lives. And like Laura said, it isn't, we're not trying to say that everything's all figured out and great. It's just, I think we're handling it a lot differently now. So when mm-hmm. things go sideways, I think we have the tools we need to deal with it in a good way. Most of the time. Most of the time. Um. Okay. So to the new format. So we, we're still going to tell stories. I mean, we're still dating. We're still meeting people. There's still things we've learned. So we're still going to sprinkle in stories, but a lot of the episodes now are going to be more subject-based, like lessons we've learned, things we've seen out in the world, people we've talked to, things we're thinking about. Um, so it's going to be more like asking questions or, or things we may have seen um, that we want to talk about. So you're going to see the format. It's just a little bit different. It's not going to be all stories all the time anymore. Yeah, which I'm excited about because I feel like we, there's so much that we cover and there's so much that's, again, really specific to us as single working moms and dating and being thoughtful about it. And I think it still all kind of fits with so many things that we've already talked about. But like we said, less shenanigans involved. Yeah, like a a few episodes we've been talking about that we want to record include things like, you know, Laura and I are both, um, and I, I'm sure many of you out there are too, at a certain age, you become mid to senior in your career most of the time, how we tackle our careers, you know, as divorced moms, what does that look like? How, what are some of the things that we try to sort through in that area? Other things like um, articles we've seen out there that touched a nerve that we want to talk about. There still will be stories, just not nearly as many of them, I would say. Yeah. I do have to say, we almost had a different title for this season opener <laughs> episode. Um, if you've been listening since the beginning, way back in the first season, we used to make a lot of jokes about making out in alleys. You know, I, I don't know. I'm over 40, you know, I'm pretending like I'm 22 or something, which is hilarious. Uh, but we used to make a lot of jokes about making out in alleys, cleverly titled alley makeouts, you know, in quotes. So we almost call this episode, how do you quit the alley makeout scene? I mean, if we're going to be honest, I never found my way into the alley makeout scene. I know one of us did and one of us didn't. (laughs) Well, we also have to be clear that the sub, as you said, the suburbs do not have as much of an alley makeout scene as in the city. It's just not a thing here. I'm sorry. Yeah. So in case you didn't know, this is how they're talking. I live in the city. I've kind of moved to the outer edges. I think I... I just bought a house. I'm barely still in Chicago, but I still have a Chicago address. Laura's out in the burbs. So we we have some different surroundings for each of us. I mean, I have a nice driveway, but. (laughs) Um, So today we're just going to kind of talk about some updates and things that have been going on. Um, A lot of times when we record a season, it's actually from dates and things that happened from quite a bit ago when we've had time to, we like to give ourselves time to process. Uh, Because usually it's too quick. If something happens, then we talk about it right away. So today we thought we'd talk about updates. And then we're going to be all set for the rest of the season, which we're really excited about. Yep. So um, this is Laura. I am more of the senior divorcee of our duo. Um, I've been divorced for, I guess, three years now. So I've been dating for approximately three years now. I also have three kids and co-parenting, all that good stuff. Um, But I definitely 
you know, I've had more of the time before this podcast where I was doing more dating and I've been kind of back out there for a little bit longer. And I would like to say learning all the things. I don't know that I learned a lot for a really long time, but I try real hard. Um, And at the end of season two, I think in our season two finale, um, I had a breakup that hit right around that time about someone I had done an episode about. Then we broke up. No regrets about any of that. I think it's fun to like get to talk through a relationship you're in and an experience you've had. Um, And then that finale is honestly that finale, I think, is how a lot of people found out we broke up. Because a lot of messages after that, like, oh, we did. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, so had that breakup started processing through that, started going on a bazillion first dates. Like I said, most that didn't make it to second dates, but not a lot of pressure to like, you know, I kind of wanted just like a fun summer. And I started digging deep into fitness and health and being happy and being happy on my own and just like having a fun summer in that way, which has been really great. Um, I also chased a really big romantic connection, um, chased someone sort of around the country a little bit. Um, so we have an episode about that later this season. Um, I also dealt with a date harassment situation, which was not a fun part of my summer. Um, that also will be in a later episode. And then again, I've just kind of been letting myself be more open to connections. And kind of my most recent update is that I have met someone who lives seven hours away from me, which is far further than my 30 hour or 30 minute radius that I usually follow. So clearly I've gone through some changes over the past few months. I do. This is my opportunity to roast Laura because, (laughs) (laughs) you know, there are certain ways where we've become more similar to each other or we have switched places. And I think Laura has overdone it because my very first relationship after leaving my marriage was with a man uh, Ted, the tennis player, if you've heard that episode, who lived five hours away from me, Laura used to be like, I don't even know. Why would you do that? That makes no sense. And then look at you now. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's an interesting um, kind of flip for me because my big revelation last season was dating someone who lived 45 minutes away. And I'm like, it's okay to expand your reach, whatever. And I thought I was like trailblazing, you know, it was like a revolutionary decision to date, you know, like 10 more miles away from my house. Um, So seven hours is definitely um, a different thing for me. And quite honestly, I mean, it's still noon. It's still fresh. We're still figuring it out. But I kind of like, like the idea of just, you know, having most of my time be to myself. And then like, when I get to see this person, it's really fun and great. And then I get the rest of my time to myself. So. Yeah. I mean, I have to say, I am not I mean, right now, I don't know that I'm in a season of my life where I want to do that. But the time that I did do that long distance relationship, it was actually really great. It afforded me lots of space, lots of independence. I had plenty of time to myself. I was able to, um, I I don't think I have exactly the right words here, but I was able to control, you know, my space. I was able to control exactly when I was going to see things. And he was too. He's super independent as well. Really enjoys his bachelor life. But the connection was really strong. It was real. you know, and then when we saw each other, it was really great. We were just focused on each other. There's a lot to like, honestly, about a long-term or not long-term, uh, long-distance relationship. Definitely forces you, like, yeah, to be more intentional about that time when you are together. Because what I didn't love about my last relationship was 
kind of cobbling together the weeknight date, you know, on a Monday night and you've worked all day and then you've gone to the gym and you've done all this stuff. And then you're kind of, it's like this like frantic pace of dating that I just didn't always love. And partly because I'm really set in my ways at this point and I like my time and I don't want to be rushing and running around on a weeknight. I would rather have a weekend where we planned to see each other and we can plan fun things. And I know that that's the time I'm going to see that person. And then again, like my weeks, you know, weeks are busy when you've got kids in a job and a couple of days during the week, just to yourself, it's hard to give that time to someone else sometimes. So for the moment I'm in right now, I'm a big fan. So we'll see things can change at any moment. So you never know. Yeah. I will say he's very cute. And he bought her the most beautiful flowers. I saw the pictures. <laughs> yeah, he is, he is very cute and sweet. So all, all good things right now. But my joke to myself right now, because I think I'm funny, is that <laughs> I can either date someone 10 minutes away from me or in a different state, but I don't have an in-between at this point. I think that is what works. I either want you like down the street still trying to track down that guy who walks his dog in my neighborhood and I've come closer, but still hasn't happened. So either you need to live down the street or you need to live like an airplane right away. Yeah. No neighborville. No, it's not <laughs> happening. I may live in the suburbs, but I am not that far out. Thank you. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, I've had a lot going on too. I think mine, my big changes have been quite a bit different from yours. Um, they've again, all been really good, but it's been, so for me, my divorce took a long time. It took almost a solid two years to get through my divorce, which is just wild to me. I don't know if it was COVID or or what, but it just, it took forever. It took forever. My, so a lot of my life and honestly, something that added a lot of stress to me, and maybe there's some people out there that can relate was feeling like I was in a waiting room in a waiting room to start my life. And that's not really the attitude I want to take. Like, I feel like wherever I am, that's the life I'm living. But it's just really hard when you're living uh, in a space that is temporary. You really can't go anywhere. You're in a job that you feel like you need a new one, but you can't because you're in the middle of a divorce. Just everything felt like I, I was, I don't, I don't know. Like I couldn't move. I felt like I was in a room that was too small and kind of suffocating. It was just, it, honestly, it was really tough. Um, mentally, as soon as my divorce finalized, uh, earlier this year, it just felt like it was a weight, a weight was lifted. It's like, great. My life is really mine now for the most part it's over. It's finalized. I don't know. There's just, even though my life didn't like on the surface change at all, um, it felt different. It felt like it was mine again. Um, you know, and I don't know if anyone else feels that way in their, when their divorce finalizes, but for me, that was a really big day to feel like, I don't know. It was over. It was over. Um, cause that was big. And then I went through a whole bunch of things got real crazy for a while, which is hilarious. Cause we were still recording at this time, but I just would not have a place to talk about it. I actually got laid off. I got laid off from my job. Um, I got a new job shortly thereafter that I really love. And I'm really excited about, I love the team I work with. Um, I don't know if we talked about this before, but I work in brand storytelling. So photography, video, writing, content, uh, UX strategy, uh, human behavior, all of those things. So I found a new place that I'm really happy to be there, but getting laid off and I got laid off actually two weeks, I think before my divorce finalized. So that was a little bit hilarious. Um, you know, and then I bought a house. So much changed. I had a big spring. I bought a house. It's this beautiful Chicago bungalow. If you live in Chicago, you know, bungalows are a thing here. 
but I bought a beautiful one. I walked in. I was like, oh, this is the spot. This is it. Um, I got a pup. <laughs> we actually, she just, we, we, got, we, she's been in my house, I think for a little over a week now. She's just the sweetest little pup. Maybe we'll put her on social because she's just so sweet. Laura has a sweet little pup too. Um, so now they can be friends. Uh, so that's been great. You know, and honestly, like I had a lot of people, you know, initially when I first started talking about getting a dog that said, oh no, that's, you know, so much work. You're going to regret it. You know, I told you that many times over. Oh, you don't did? do it. Oh yeah. You did say that, but you're, that's different. Like you're, you're in the same spot of life as I am. Like there are people who do had very different lives for me and it felt different coming from them. Cause it felt like they were saying, Oh, you're, you're on your own. You can't handle it, which that's mm-hmm. the best way to get me to do things is by saying, I can't do something. It's like, Oh, oh look at me do it twice. In like half the time I'm supposed to. Um, so Laura, you can say that because you you live a similar life to me. So it's fine. Um, but it's been great. Honestly, like when I don't have my kids, it's nice to have this little fluff ball, sweetie pie that's, you know, wants me to cuddle her and hang out with her. And it, it's kind of nice, honestly, for the days that I'm here all by myself. In terms of, well, I, I guess I'll go talk about this. One thing that I scheduled before I knew I was buying a house, I decided to commemorate my divorce. I wanted to take myself on a solo trip. Cause I've never done that before. And I was like, I just want to try this out to kind of mark the end of one thing and the beginning of the rest of my life. I decided to go to Berlin. I went for a week all by myself and it was actually a really great experience. Maybe I'll talk about it more in a later episode, but I do have to say if anyone's like thinking about going on a trip by yourself, I learned a lot. Um, one thing I didn't expect in going to Berlin, you know, I don't speak German at all. I went alone And so what that translated to is essentially a week of alone time, quiet time, because I I didn't Mm -hmm. know what people were saying around me. And I did try to meet people and and talk to some people because, you know, many people do speak English. Um, We are in the U.S. where most people don't learn multiple languages. (laughs) Uh, So I was deficient in that area. But uh, it ended up being a week of quiet time. It was really good for me. It was a good way to um, to mark the occasion. I'm glad I went. So in terms of dating... Uh, things have probably changed a lot there too. I have gone on very minimal dates this year because I met someone in February and we've been dating since then. We did break up for a minute and then got back together. That's a big change for me. I think in the past, like, I mean, I used to make this joke. I've gone out on dates with half of Cook County and a quarter of DuPage and Kane County, uh, you know, with a little veering into Missouri, Missouri, but, um, I don't know. I I think I was just ready to slow down. I was ready to really get to know someone. It made me, and I think we should probably do an episode about this. It really made me start thinking about how so often when we talk about dating, dating is an activity. It's a hobby. It's, oh, this would be fun. Let's go out to dinner. A lot of times it's not even about getting to know the person really. It's more about making yourself feel good and have fun and, maybe meeting someone else that you have fun with. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I just want to say out loud, that is totally different from getting into a relationship with somebody mm-hmm. where the main focus is getting to know them. And, and that's the thing that takes priority. Um, and not that you can't do both at the same time, but it just became very clear to me that up until that moment, I had been dating like a hobby. Oh, this is fun. Mm-hmm. How do I feel? This is great. I'm going out to dinner. I'm trying this brand new restaurant. And it was really about that. 
And, you know, whenever you're in the early stages of a relationship, you're also doing that. But your attitude is totally different. It's more, who is this person? I want to know everything about them. I want to have fun with them. I want to go try new things with them. It's different. It is so different. Um, so that's what I found myself doing this year, which is totally different. You know, the queen of Tinder has changed her ways. Um, I've learned a lot. I would say it's probably... Oh, I hate to say this out loud. It might be the first healthy relationship I've been in. Um, but I'm that person that would date someone and we would get into arguments that I'm not kidding would go all night, like till the sun went up arguing, which that's not cool. And now I would never get into that situation. But for a long time, I thought that meant we were passionate about each other. And that's not true. That's just toxic and screwed up. And it means maybe you shouldn't date that person because <laughs> that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think also like, you're just at that point too, where I think everybody goes through those post-divorce phases and then you hit on that relationship that may or may not be your forever big thing, but it's a relationship where you can be healthy and learn things. And you really learn a lot of relationship skills and all of those important things. Like I had that relationship not long after my divorce that really taught me a lot. And it wasn't a forever person, but it was a let's date like a grown-up person and, and learn a lot and have good experiences and learn to trust someone and all those really important things. And so like, you just have to like get to that point and find that person that can teach you those things. Yeah. I mean, probably can, probably it's better to dive into this further in a later episode. This, ep, this current, this season premiere is all about things we're going to talk about later. We're setting the scene. <laughs> this is a prelude. Um, but yeah, I mean, one thing I will say, the biggest thing I've learned so far is that oh, I can actually talk to someone about something that's on my mind and they're not going to get upset and they'll actually care about my feelings and want to understand what I'm talking about. I've never had that before. Like mm-hmm. I always somehow, for the most part, I'm not going to say every, like some of them in idea just didn't work out, but they were lovely. We are friends. You know, it just, it was done at a certain point, but a lot of the ones I've had really strong connections to, I couldn't talk to them or I thought they were strong connections. Maybe Mm -hmm. we'll call it chemistry or whatever, but um, I couldn't talk to them. I hid it because I knew if I brought it up to them, they get defensive and upset. And this is the first time that that didn't happen. And I still remember the first time I brought something up that I was struggling with. And he was like, oh, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. That's no problem. I didn't, you know, why don't we try it this way? And I was like, what? Who are you? (laughs) Like, literally, I didn't understand what was happening. It was so funny. But I think those are probably the broadest strokes of what's been going on in my life. Lots those of are some big things. That's a lot. Yeah. Putting down roots. Oh, yeah. And I'm training for my fourth marathon. Also, somehow <laughs> this became the race year. I already did one half marathon. In two weeks, Laura and I are doing a half marathon together. Yeah, we are. are you ready? No. <laughs> you're you're going to do better than me. I'm so slow. But we're doing a half marathon together. Then I'm doing the Chicago marathon. So I'm letting y'all know so you can stock my terrible time. Or we're doing a half marathon in early 2023. I mean, Heather, we do a lot of things together. I know. No wonder your kids think we're dating. (laughs) I made the mistake. Well, for Mother's Day, you know, I've talked about there's three of us. They're in a group chat. And I sent, you know, Laura and this other friend of ours who's not allowed on the podcast because she's in love with her lobster. Um, but I sent both of them flowers this spring and that did not help the narrative that <laughs> Laura's kids <laughs> think we're dating. Laura I was scared to tell them that I was the one that sent them. 
But oddly enough, I got flowers, you know, not too long ago from the person I'm dating and the kids could not have cared less. And it was a gigantic bouquet. Like it was probably one of the nicest bouquets I've ever gotten. It was beautiful. And the kids are like, oh, okay. And they just walked past it. So they're, uh, they're like really inconsistent, those children. Yeah. Interesting. They, those really are beautiful flowers. She sent the picture. And I was like, wow. I mean, he even sprung for like, well, wait, I have a question. Did you also, was the vase yours already or did that's he also? Mine. Oh, okay. No, I was like, vase. whenever you said the picture, I was like, wow, there's a bee on it. Did he know that she loves bees? <laughs> I, I have literally thought that's what happened. No, but this man like called a florist and ordered flowers. Like he didn't stop at Whole Foods or Jewel no. or Mariano's mm-hmm. or wherever. Any other man who's, I mean, I've had men bring me flowers since always very nice. It's never necessary, but it's always appreciated. But these like a little head and shoulders above all of the rest and there was a lot of thought that went into like pre-ordering them and arranging it need to go pick it up and they, yeah it was a, and they were wrapped with this big ribbon like it was very nice yeah they're beautiful flowers i can attest well, i think those are probably our biggest updates it's a lot a lot's been going on just That's in the last like three four months Again, I think the benefit is, I mean, maybe some of our episodes will be a little less funny because we're not going out there doing dumb stuff. But I do think that kind of the lack of dating and like, or like rampant rapid fire dating means like we actually have more real things to say, I feel like. Yeah. No, well, you know what? I'll just speak for myself. I think now, I mean, I've been doing this, but I think it's been a process. I'm at a point in the process where it's allowed me to really focus on actually doing those things we talk about, Mm -hmm. trying them out. Like, yeah, I mean, before it was like going on dates with this endless stream of, you know, matches that may or may not turn into anything. Um, But slowing down and really focusing on one person has really forced me to take a look at how I show up in relationships, how I show up with myself more than anything else, even. And I don't think that would, and to your point, just plus wanting what Laura already said. Um, I think that's true. You know, there's a lot of things I think I was avoiding by when you treat, when you treat dates, like they're disposable, which I'll say this right now. I think at times I've done that. I think that's a great way to not dig in and do the work you need to do. It's like, well, it doesn't matter. It does matter. Anyway, we're excited. We do make jokes. Season three will be like 800 years long because we have so many topics we want to talk about, (laughs) but we're excited. Um, And thank you for coming along for the ride. Hopefully you all get something out of it too. Thanks everyone. Bye. Still thirsty? Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and all your favorite podcasting platforms because sometimes life leaves you wanting just a little bit more.